Welcome back to the next episode of Quest Exploration. This is Matt Jennings, the Chief Executive Officer here at Quest. I'm joined today by my co-host and uh, in particular, actually, the expert that we're going to be speaking with over the next few episodes, Brian Sprang, who is our Chief Information Officer. Brian, welcome back. Hello. Um, Brian is, uh, again, uh, Chief Information Officer, which is all things IT, data, data security, and uh, mobile banking, online banking and also has oversight of our marketing and community relations events. So um, a great resource, great person to have on the show. And uh, I'm sure as we work through all of these episodes, uh, you'll hear from Brian, uh, not just as the co-host, but as as the featured speaker multiple times. So again, great to have Brian with us. Uh, So this is a great opportunity to really pick his brain and listen to an expert on how to get started with the mobile app and then drill down into maybe some of the more um, functional features. So, Brian, start us off with uh, what does a member, a new member or an existing member to Quest, what do they need to do to just get the app and get started? Yeah. Uh, First of all, the app is just called Quest FCU Mobile Banking or Mobile App. You can search for that in your uh, app store. It is available for Apple and Android devices, whether that is a phone or a tablet, uh, you can download download that. Just search for Quest FCU and it should pop up right away. I'm going to do it as I speak just to, yep, Quest FCU Mobile is probably the easiest uh, way to find it in your app store. And it's just called Quest FCU Mobile. It's got a heading of finance. It's a, got a white icon or a white background with our blue quest compass on it. So that should make it easy to find. Uh, It is free. You can download that onto as many devices as you use regularly. And no matter which device you use, you can log in and it'll allow you to access all of your account information right from there. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, I'm glad you touched on the, the, the appearance of the app and that the name is Quest FCU, like Federal Credit Union, but not Federal Credit Union. Are there any, uh, and I'm not a giant app user, but I do, you know, I, I have the ones that I need to function. Um, are there any competing apps uh, like named, let's put it that way, that we need to look out for or steer people away from? No, okay. there are not. I, you know, when you search Quest Space FCU, you should come right to it. And there are, there are no other credit unions named Quest at the moment. So uh, you should find us without any trouble. We also link to the app from our website. So if you want to find it directly, go to questfcu.com. And there is a uh, shortcut in the top of the web page, on the top of the web page in the navigation area that says mobile apps or mobile links. And uh, you should be able to click on that and directly click on the link to your app store. Again, whether it's an Apple-based device or an Android uh, operating system device. Excellent. Excellent. So um, our members got the app downloaded onto their device, phone, iPad, whatever that is, and they're ready to get started. What's, What's next step? Well, there are two paths we want to talk about. The first is if you've never used online banking in any form, 
whether that is web-based, browser-based access uh, to online banking through our It's Me 247 online banking uh, tool. If you've never used that, you will need to contact us at the credit union. You can do so by phone. You don't have to visit us physically. You do not have to sign any paperwork. You simply have to call and uh, give us, uh, verify your account with us so we know we're speaking to you. And then just say, I'd like to enroll in online banking. When you do so, our member service representatives or whomever you might speak to will tell you the two critical pieces of information you need. Once you say, I want to start using online banking, again, whether it's web-based or mobile app-based, you'll need to provide, uh, or you'll need to do so within 24 hours because we, we temporarily allow you to access that uh, online banking access. Um, but we do so in the, in the form of securely letting you do that. So you have 24 hours once you say, I want to do this. And again, whether you're using web-based or app-based access, you will be provided with the two pieces of information by our member service team to get yourself started. You'll provide that information right at the outset of logging into the, the app or the web-based browser uh, portal uh, for online banking. Um, You'll need your account number and a secret code uh, that, again, will be given to you when you make that call. And those are going to be basically your temporary username and password. And once you have that information, it will prompt you again, no matter how you're doing this, it will immediately prompt you to create a secure password. And then it will ask you up to, well, it'll ask you for three security question answers, and you can choose the question uh, or questions that make the most sense to you so that you can easily remember them. And then you will be asked to provide a custom username. Um, all of those things are things that you should write down, put in your password manager. If you listen to our previous episode uh, about information security, um, don't reuse passwords. Try to make this one as unique to your online banking experience as possible. We do not allow you to include your account number as part of your password or any real identifying pieces of information that would make it easy for somebody to guess. So you want to make it somewhat difficult for everybody else, but maybe it's something easy for you to use. Alphanumeric characters, symbols, uh, what have you will suffice. Once you've provided that basic information as a first-time user, you'll be immediately able to access your account information. So you'll be able to see all your shares, your checking account. You'll be able to see any loans that you might have with us. Um, I recently recorded a video that you can access through our social media platform. Uh, if you go to so Facebook and find us on Facebook, we've posted a link to that a couple of times. It's also on our YouTube channel that we'll be uh, filling up and fleshing out here uh, as we move forward. But again, uh, that's kind of pathway one. If yeah. you have not yet or ever used online banking in any form, if you've, if we circle back to Matt's original question, which was once you've downloaded the app, what do you need next? Well, if you're an experienced or you've used online banking before through a browser, through your desktop or laptop computer, You'll be able to go to the app and you'll be asked for your username and password. And then, of course, answer a security question once it's presented to you. That should feel very familiar to everybody if they've been doing online banking in a browser. Um, 
previously. So that's very basic. So that's really, again, kind of a long answer, but two pathways. If you've never used online banking, you may certainly begin with the mobile app as opposed to browser-based. You'll just need to have those initial credentials, provide updated credentials, and then you'll have access. Or if you're already a user, you just plug in your username password security question and you're on your way. It makes it really simple then. So if you're, if you're a a regular user, a veteran user, let's call it of, of the online banking platform, it's really simple then to just download the app, use the same credentials and away you go. That's correct. Excellent. Um, There are, when you're on the app, if you download it, the way that you can access the uh, login information screen, because it's not presented to you immediately. If you look at the very bottom of the app, there is an, a there are a couple of uh, icons down there. There's home from left to right, home, locked, accounts, move money and more. Uh, If you choose locked or accounts or even an option under the move money icon, you'll be presented with your login process. Uh, So again, that's how you begin to get access to your account information. Excellent. So I went there, Brian, and and I'm on that that home screen or the, you know, the opening page of the mobile app. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the home, the lock, the accounts, and I touched locked. And then there's several little icons down below. There's one that looks like a microphone, a phone keypad, a lock and a face. What are those all about? Well, that's uh, those are quick uh, authentication methods that can allow you easier access to your account. Um, there are several different authentication options. Uh, as Matt mentioned, you've got, um, I think the biggest and easiest one is the face ID, uh, face ID or fingerprint ID. If your uh, phone still supports a fingerprint, I know a lot of them are going away from that with the facial and biometric scanning being so uh, consistent, secure and convenient. Um, So you can actually enable your face ID or scan your fingerprint to immediately unlock your uh, account information and, and have access to that. So that's one option. So you establish your, you, I'm assuming it, cause it's been a while since I've done this and I use, I use one form of authentication on my wife and I's personal account and another form on a farm account that sure. I have. Um, you, you still have to authenticate the first time with that username, password, security question. Then you can a- enable the other quick, yes. quick feature, so to speak. Yeah, that's correct. You do have to sign in and it'll tell you that if you try to touch on and say, I want to authenticate with a different type of authentication, you can enroll for any of these options. And again, the options, um, not to gloss over those, you have a voice authentication option. This will ask you to repeat or speak a phrase that uh, will be verified as your voice. Um, It's pretty interesting. Um, It's pretty safe to use. Obviously, if you're in duress, you're not going to want to read that phrase and and that kind of thing. Um, So you shouldn't, you know, you probably won't be forced into using that in, in, troubled situations, but it is a, it is a good option for anybody not wanting to use face recognition, pin, or uh, username and password. 
you have pin-based uh, authentication. Again, this is not going to be, and I would highly, highly, highly recommend not using your ATM pin number. <laughs> right. As the same for online banking, uh, using a PIN, uh, personal uh, identifying number or something like that. Oh, geez, personal identification number. So you can establish a PIN to log into online banking very quickly uh, and easily. So that, again, you can enroll for that. So a quick question on that. And and I'm I'm trying to remember here. Uh, I mentioned earlier that my wife and I have a joint account. And so we both use the app and, yeah. and religiously. I, we can't use the same form of authentication. Is that correct? That like, is, I think she does the pin and I do the, the facial. Yeah. Okay. And that is correct for joint owners on an account, whether that's uh, spouse, uh, spouses and or family members that share an account. You do have to establish uh, quick authentication per user. And it is shared between your devices. Um, so it's not something that on my iPhone, I use voice authentication. And then on my wife's iPhone, she also uses voice identification, just like Matt explained it. One of you will have to choose an option. The other person or persons accessing the account will have to choose another option. Um, and that's, again, that's partially for security. It's partially the way it's developed. And we license this technology from a, a vendor and use it. And that those are the current forms and uh, methods by which you can access it. So, um, you know, that might change in the future where you would be able to use facial ID for everybody. And that's fine. Um, but at the moment, you have to choose one and, and then somebody else has to choose another. Right. So whatever's from, uh, con, you know, comfortable with for everybody. Yeah. And that's, you know, for now it's the safe, secure, that's right. you know, ma making sure that, you know, at, at the end of the day, no matter what your information is protected, your account, um, balances and, you know, loan balances, whatever it is that, that it's fully protected. Now, if I log in and use a form of authentication or, or my wife logs in and uses a form of authentication, we still see the exact same thing that's though. Right. And when we access other features, we're still seeing the same thing. Right. We're just using two different ways to get into the app. Yes. Gotcha. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So those are the different ways that you can authenticate. There are, um, under the more option, if you tap on the more option, uh, you can go to settings and under settings, you can view the authentication options that have been enabled or you've enrolled in. You can also trigger what is called the quick authentication method, uh, which is basically just allowing the app on your device to quickly use the last authentication method. So it just speeds up the process just that much further. It literally saves you one button press when you open the app, but it is uh, just that little tiny bit quicker. Um, that way it just uses the same thing time and time again. Got it. Got it. And there, there's also some other really great features there under the more tab, which we can talk about in depth maybe later in a different episode. But, um, you know, the branch information. Uh, yes. where you can locate the nearest branch to you. There's apply for a loan. A lot of people don't realize this, and especially in this day and age, um, you know, you can apply for a loan 
24 hours a day, seven days a week from your mobile device. Uh, of course, if we're not open, uh, then, you know, it, it'll be a pending application waiting on us. But those are things that we have loan officers that are uh, trained that the first thing they do in the morning when they get in is, you know, sit down with their cup of cup of joe or whatever their flavor is. And they immediately go look for those online or mobile applications and a message center uh, money desktop, which is a great um, way to track expenses, budget uh, your e-state available. Brian mentioned the settings. And uh, so you can do this is a powerful tool. You that's can do right. a, you can do a lot of things from your the palm of your hand. That's that's correct. We like to refer to it as the branch that's in your hand or in your pants pocket or wherever it might be. Um, but it really does allow you all the all of the um, basic account information and process of, of doing your banking from your hand without having to visit the branch. Um, so to, to touch on that, if you have logged into the app, then you can go to the accounts icon and under the accounts icon, you'll see various options available to you. Um, from, from the top down, you've got my accounts, pay and transfer, apply for loans, new accounts, text banking, info center, and contact us. I'm going to just look at my accounts. So I'm going to tap on my accounts real quick. And I can see once I'm logged in, I've got savings slash checking. This is where you'd go to, to view your account information. You can view all of your transactions. You can search your history of transactions by going back and, and reviewing them. Uh, we hold on to transaction information in online banking for 18 months, I believe. Okay. So you do have a, a good period of time to look at information. Uh, if you have access to other memberships, um, say it's your son or daughter or another family member that you're, you're kind of uh, a custodian of, or if you're just you know sharing an account for right now, uh, you can view other memberships there and see the other information. You can also view cleared checks if you have a checking account and write checks. Uh, you can perform stop pays. You can view dividend and interest summary for your account. So if you have uh, certificates, if you have IRAs, money market accounts, those kinds of things, you can check on your dividend status, your interest status. Uh, as you receive electronic payments, you'll also be able to see when in ACH transactions are coming in. Again, those are uh, automated transactions either built by you through other portals like uh, other credit card companies, other payment methods that you can set up and send or receive money, basically. Uh, you have access to your loans if you have loans with Quest, and that'll show you everything from mortgages, lines of credit, your auto loan. If you have a signature loan with us, anything like that will be visible there uh, under the loan section, certificates, and, uh, and credit cards. So you really do have full access to all of your types of accounts once you've gotten logged in. Right. And and it is the season. Like I said, we're January of 2021 and tax season is about to begin. We just came through the cycle of I believe they call it round two of the stimulus that um, uh, that came from the federal government. And I and I know from just, you know, my office being just off the lobby and I know you're in a in a shared workspace environment that the phone just rings off the hook with has this, you know, has my tax return come, has my stimulus check come and or has this check that I I wrote to 
John Smith cleared. Um, this is a great, simple, easy way that you can do from your kitchen table, from your, from your workspace, if that's allowed, whatever, wherever you're at, you know, on a beach somewhere, um, you can access this drill down into your checking or savings and say, yep, my, my tax return came or it's pending for tomorrow. You can look up a check number and say, yep, that check, no, that check hasn't cleared. Yep. That check did clear. And, and all of that is really at your fingertips. That is correct. You see basically as much information as our member service reps do. Yes, we have a little more access, especially for like electronic transactions, credit card, debit card purchases. We can see a little bit more in terms of the authentication process that might've been used and why, uh, why a a transaction might've been declined or, or held for a moment. But by and large, when you say, oh, what what's going on with my account? How much is available? You have the same information in the mobile app or online banking that our member service team does as well. So, you know, you're not going to see more or less than we see. You're going to see the same thing that we see effectively. Right. And with our cards, our debit, credit, even HSA cards are real time. Right. So the back in the old day, and I'm probably dating myself and maybe some of the younger people listening to this won't even know what this term means, but there used to be a term called float. And it was you did a transaction at an ATM uh, point of sale at, say, Walmart or O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Um, You wrote a check to someone and it may, may have taken several days for that to appear, especially checks where now the moment you swipe and that is authorized and you remove your card from the ATM machine and or the point of sale machine, that transaction is visible on your account. And it is real time, which is great because people can more easily track and know exactly where they're at with their money. Uh, But that is not just something that that Quest employees sees through this app. What you're saying then is that the member is going to see that in real time as well. Yes. Anything that has uh, any, like Matt said, when those swipes or pin-based transactions occur at a point of sale um, at Walmart, Kroger, CVS, wherever you might be, those electronic transfers of money immediately hit your account, either directly clearing and the money has already been transferred or in a pending state where it's held against your balance, but will be transacted on your account when that process clears. Um, so it immediately knows, uh, you know, that you've done the, done the transaction and you will immediately know that it has been successfully authorized or not. Right. And it'll also correct me if I'm wrong. It'll show you that remaining available balance. Yeah. So assume you have $500 in your account and you swipe the card for a hundred dollars at an ATM and it, it's going to immediately say, Hey, you've got this pending for a hundred. You've got 400 right. available. Okay. Excellent. That's correct. So you'll, always know what is available and what has been cleared from your account. So you should be able to, yeah, reconcile your, your, your check register pretty much immediately um, without having to uh, wait on checks to clear, like, like Matt was saying, or, or other transactions that would have processed a day later or two days later, you would, you know, kind of be in limbo about that. Right. And with checks, it's a little different now where you write a personal check and mail it. Now that may take some time for it to clear. You write a personal check and, uh, and it's cashed at a store. Most of the time that gets converted to an ACH or an electronic type transaction where it's immediate. Um, if it's deposited in another financial institution, interbanking, banking, 
communications have improved drastically over the years um, to where, you know, we'll, we'll accept a check from a different financial institution, but we digitally scan those and bang, right now you're seeing that transaction happen. It may be an overnight, not an instantaneous, but um, so it's really, Brian, you know, with everything that the features that you've laid out and there's still plenty more to talk about, this is your very own branch and member service representative at, at the touch of a button. That's correct. That is correct. And and one of the other features outside of viewing your account transactions that I wanted to touch on in, during this episode was if you go to Info, info Center, uh, you can actually go down. It's it appears as the last option, which is not to say that it's not important, but it's just, you know, kind of down the way. But e-alert subscriptions, if you've ever wanted to be notified about a a balance limit on your account, for instance, if I uh, would like to be notified when my account balance is less than $250, mm-hmm. you can enroll in e-alert subscriptions that can... I. Uh, alert you and notify you that your balance is low or that a transaction has occurred, uh, specifically like ACH. So again, as we've already touched on with the electronic nature of all things, uh, especially in this tax season, uh, because we've been talking about stimulus efforts and that kind of thing, those all come in uh, if, especially if they're deposits as ACH transactions. And you can set up an e-alert subscription to alert you anytime an ACH transaction has cleared your account. And you can do so very easily through the e-alert subscriptions feature. And you can set up e-alert types for um, pretty much anything. You can set that up uh, for balance notification. Right. That's a great one to, yeah. to let you know if, if, you're Hey, you're getting low. a little low, yeah. you know, you can set that at a hundred dollars, $50, $500, whatever you're comfortable, comfortable with. But I think that's a great feature, yeah. uh, just to kind of keep you on the right path and not paying fees and make yeah. sure that, that you're not going somewhere, heaven forbid out to dinner with friends or, you, you know, and, and then your card's not going to work yeah. because the, there's low funds or whatever the case may be. So that's, that's a great point, Brian, yeah. with the alerts. Yeah. Yep. You can sign up for mobile banking or uh, text banking, I should say, uh, from the same info center. And that will allow you to have those e-alert subscriptions sent to either an email address and or your text uh, your text preference uh, device. So whether that's your your current phone or something else, you can have those immediately sent there with those e-alert subscriptions. And again, those ACH, uh, it can be set up for withdrawals Mm -hmm. via ACH. So if you're paying somebody and you want to know when that payment is sent from your account, you can set that up, but also in the form of the deposits. Very good. Very good. Um, one, one thing I don't use frequently, but I know has become very, very popular and it's uh, a pretty seamless uh, feature in here is the uh, RDC or remote deposit capture. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, we do have the feature to immediately deposit checks into your account. Um, it does require an enrollment procedure. And we uh, at the credit union here are the, the staff members that monitor uh, the RDC or remote deposit capture, mobile deposit. These are all interchangeable terms. So if you hear RDC, remote deposit, mobile deposit, we're talking about the same thing. Right. But we have staff that monitor this 
all day, and we even do so after hours for the convenience of our members. Uh, so enrollments in mobile deposit can happen right from the mobile app. Now, this is something that is only available in the mobile app, and that's found under the move money icon. So if you tap on move money when you're logged in, you'll have deposit check. And that'll take you to a screen that if you have not registered or enrolled, as I said, you'll be able to enroll in that. And that will send our staff members a message that says, hey, we've got a new enrollment. Go check it. Approve it. You know, virtually all of our members are approved for mobile check deposit. Uh, in certain certain circumstances due to account standing or what have you, 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 you may be put under review or we may have to decline you. But by and large, pretty much everybody has access to mobile check deposit. Then once the enrollment comes in and we set your account up for mobile deposit, when you return to that mobile deposit screen, it will give you an option that says deposit your check. Right. And it's really as simple as going through the buttons and uh, entering the amount of the check that you received. You take a picture of the front and back of the check. And then you submit that for deposit and you can deposit to your savings account. You can deposit to your checking account. You can even deposit to uh, loan accounts if if you ask for those to be set up um, for your account. Uh, those, you know, that way you can make payments on your account based on deposits. Primarily, though, I think everybody chooses to deposit it to their savings or checking account and then move money around as, as you want to. And that'll be a topic we touch on in, a, in another episode is just what else can you do with the mobile app or online banking? And we're going to touch on bill pay, right. transfers and other features. But yeah, remote deposit is a really slick feature from the mobile app that is available there for virtually everybody. Uh, the deposits are made in near real time, which what does near real time mean? It just means that it'll be maybe a slight delay of up to a minute or two minutes when we get the information and we validate that the check looks accurate, not fraudulent. The, uh, endorsement is there. The uh, check information looks good as far as like where the check is coming from, where it's being drawn from. And then uh, we make the deposit for you and immediately those funds are available. And in Excellent. Excellent. Well, I know we're trying to keep these uh, episodes, you know, at a man manageable time and a, and a, a brief episode of 20, 25 minutes uh, so that uh, listeners don't get bored, that, yep. that they can they can dial one up and, and solve a problem for themselves or how do I get online? You know, how do I set up my mobile app, et cetera? Uh, so, you know, I don't want to take up too much time, and, but I think we've hit all of the basics on this and you've given the two pathways of how to enroll and had to getting, getting the app, how, uh, how to authenticate, log in, see your information. Uh, we've talked about several of the features and, and RDC is just one that's a hot, hot topic right now. And we can, we can talk more about that in another episode, but, uh, if you're comfortable with this, Brian, I think that's a great jump off place for, um, new and existing members to get going with the app. Uh, I genuinely appreciate your time. 
time today. I think this is useful. And, uh, and, and I definitely believe that if, if people take a moment and, and listen to these, um, as we roll out episodes into the future, this is what we want to do. We may want to keep it short, but somewhat entertaining and, uh, and make sure you just have really good information and, and that saves us some time, but it really can save you some time and you can do some self learning and, and handle things on your own at 10 o'clock at night or 4 p.m. on a Sunday. So yeah, absolutely. These things are available 24 seven, whether again, you're using online banking through your computer or lap desktop computer or laptop, or whether you're using the mobile app. Uh, again, you can even use your uh, phone's browser. You know, you can just pull up questfcu.com and immediately link to online banking. And you can do these things 24 seven. I mean, you literally don't have to sleep and, and wait till 8am the next day to make money. You make your money move uh, and help yourself out the way, the way that it, um, you know, most benefits you. Right. Well, we sure hope these exploration podcasts help people uh, maybe help you troubleshoot and go through the process if we're unavailable or we're closed at the time. Uh, but no matter what, don't hesitate. If you do have uh, any kind of issue or you've got a question, uh, you need a little assistance. All of our frontline folks, um, member service representative, our call center coordinators, our, our branch managers, everyone's pretty well versed and, and, um, in all of these uh, mobile applications and online banking applications. So we're here to help. Uh, this isn't to to put members off and not not provide this assistance. This is just informational and for you to, to help yourself maybe when we're unavailable. So, Brian, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure uh, to co-host with you. And uh, of course, this one where, um, you know, you're you're the guy to talk to about this stuff. So we we appreciate your time. Uh, we hope this was helpful. And and uh, we'll ask you to tune back in, members, uh, here in the not-too-distant future for uh, another episode of Exploration. So um, I wish you all a great day, and uh, we'll talk soon. See ya.